Ciao, and welcome into another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. We are connecting with you, Italian football fans from all over the world. Alex Dono alongside Jerry Mancini as uh, we both lost a veteran. I mean, nobody's dead or anything, but we both lost a couple of veterans from our respective clubs who are, are moving on. Uh, for me, it's uh, the former Capitano, Samir Handanovic, is leaving Inter. They, the club said farewell to him officially this morning. Uh, for Jerry, certainly a, a bigger impact at this time loss, and that's Sergei Milinkovic-Savic, who's going to Al-Hilal Club in Saudi Arabia. And Jerry, like when you when you messaged me a couple days ago telling me that Savic was on the move, um, and I, I hadn't been following the headlines that day, I assumed, oh, they finally worked out a deal with Juventus because that had been the club that had been most linked to him you know, staying within City. Ah, there had been a few mentions of Inter, but you know, I know the the Fratesi budget. Uh, after spending all that money on Fratesi, there was no way that SMS was going to happen to Inter. When you told me he was going to Saudi Arabia, I guess I shouldn't be surprised because clubs over there are you know paying big money for players all over Europe these days. I guess I was just surprised because this one, for me, it felt like it was out of left field. Did it feel that way for you? Um. Yeah, it did. I didn't expect him to leave Lazio for a Saudi team. I always thought he would go to a bigger club. But, um, yeah, it, it, there's two ways you can look at this, right? Is getting $25 million to play f- football is like – Is that his contract? Yeah, it's $25 million a year. How, how do you blame him for turning that down? Like, how, how, how does somebody – I guess, well, Chido Immobile was offered $20 million this week by the Saudis. I guess he, like, but at least, he, at least Cheeto's over 30. The thing that's crazy about SMS is you're basically, and I know he's getting paid so much money, but you're basically going to a league that's irrelevant competitively when you're 28 years old. It's 28 years old. It seems like, I mean, I can understand Brozovic who's north of 30 and, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo who's almost, you know, 40s, mid, late 30s at this point, but 28 year old Savage, it's crazy to me. Yeah, it is, but I guess you gotta look at this. You have a family to support too, and now yeah, his, his like I know twenty five. So we had this conversation at my work today, and like Lacho was paying him almost four million dollars in like a year. Four million is still a lot of money. I know it's not twenty five, yeah, but right. it's still enough to support your family long term if you're making four or five million anywhere. Um, to me, the other the downside to this is that. I don't see him as an ambitious player in order to win right. something bigger. So after eight years, Lazio makes Champions League for a second time in the past eight years when he was since he's been with Lazio. And I just find it really weird that the moment that we do qualify for Champions League, he doesn't stay for that opportunity. I think a lot of players would relish the fact that they want to play in the, on that stage and they always fight for it because it's hard to make Champions League um, seeing Sergei leave with a year left on his contract um, and Motito actually talked about how he offered up to 6 million a year mm. which is a lot yeah. for Lazio like 6 million a, a year that's a lot for any Italian club honestly it's a lot how much is true to it who knows but I think he 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 tried to keep him because he kept him for this long so i don't see why he wouldn't want to get him get rid of him all out of the blue but 
Yeah, it's uh it's a new chapter for Lazio, and I think the bigger question is who do they get now? They haven't signed anybody in the transfer market. Like I know it's still early, but you don't want to leave your business down to next month in the last not that early. I mean it's yeah. Well, yeah, it's true. It's been been open for a while, yeah. I think two weeks now. Yeah, two weeks, but there were so many, like, even before it officially opened, mm. there were so many, like, backdoor negotiations and stuff that started. Like, we, we knew we knew a lot of players would move even before it opened. But, okay, do you think from, from Lotito's perspective, he must have been so relieved, right, right? from from his point of view, mm-hmm. to lose Savage to a league that's not relevant to you at all, right? Not domestic. You'll never face one of those teams in an international tournament. Right, I mean, because if it wasn't if it wasn't uh, Al Hilal, it probably would have been Juventus. So from Lotito's standpoint, um, you know, I, I got a you know decent transfer it was about forty million uh, transfer fee for him, and we don't have to see him play for a direct rival. No, that's true. You don't have to see him beat your ass up every night. But <laughs> yeah, I think the biggest thing is that Inter no longer have to see this guy in the pitch because he was an Inter. Oh. Oh, he was he was a destroyer of Inter. Like, oh, I'm 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 relieved now. <laughs> but the thing is, also, but as a Serie A fan, uh, I hate to lose him from the league. Like, even though this is a guy that scored so many big goals against Inter and had so many big performances, you hate the fact that now Serie A gets a little bit worse because he was one of the best players in Italy. Yeah, it's true, but I just think the the league as a whole is on a down on a decline. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry if you, it's gonna, I just. I feel that football is heading into a bad direction where we're all eventually just not going to give a crap anymore. Like the state of the league, you can see already all the good players are going to go to Saudi. Like if, if players in their prime are getting persuaded at 25 million a year, 20 million a year, 15 million a year, even if the Saudis, apparently the Saudis have like $50 billion to back themselves. That's a decade's worth. Like, I was listening on another pod. And I was like, "What the heck, man?" I was like, "That's that's a lot of money." Like, those, this is not China where they screwed up. They they saw how China failed, yeah. and I think they're. I was hearing that this can go until twenty thirty two apparently, but like, yeah, it's crazy. Like, I don't know, man. I I just think that if if they keep on taking players away, and it, it's basically a spending spree between the English league and the Saudis. That's what it is. Yeah. Pretty like, much. What, what's the French league going to be? What's the Liga going to be? And what's all these other leagues going to be? They're all yeah. going to die. Yeah. Except for, except for the teams that have Saudi ownership, right? Like you see the way Newcastle has been on the rise and there are, there are other clubs out there with the oil money, the Manchester cities and the PSGs of the world. So it's like, they, they still have, like they're still tied to those same financial situations. Uh, I want to answer this real quick from Anthony. He says, Hey, do you think Inter will use the funds from the Onana sale to try to get Lukaku back? Uh, yes, not all of them. Um, so what, what appears to be happening right now, Jerry, and this is not surprising whatsoever between Inter, Lukaku, and Chelsea is uh, Inter are – they're trying to strong-arm Chelsea to get a discount because Lukaku only wants Inter. Um, you know, Inter and Inzaghi desperately wants Lukaku back because Lukaku does so much tactically for his uh, – for his front two, that that's someone he's made a really, really important objective. And uh, as for right now, Chelsea doesn't have a lot of leverage. Now, the problem for Chelsea is they, they don't want to accept less than, I think, around $45 million because 
they don't want to take a loss on the player, right? They paid Inter 90 million plus for him just a couple of years ago. And you don't want to officially record a loss on your balance sheet. But then at the same time, um, he's not showing up uh, for preseason. He, he's told uh, allegedly, I think it was just a report. I'm not sure if it's true or not, but he allegedly told Chelsea he's not going to show up for their preseason tour in the United States. Uh, Lukaku so he's he's basically saying you find a way to sell me to enter or you know we're gonna we're gonna play hardball here so they're, they're, they're definitely obviously the Onana money frees up funds to be used on Lukaku and I, I think that's probably the primary objective right now for Inzaghi, Marotta and Auxilio. I, I don't know if that's the the right decision I, I saw it was two years they want to they want to sign him four plus one or something and it's like 30 million or something like that. It's like, it's, it's a lot of money for a guy who's already past his prime. In my opinion, I think he's already up in age. I don't know. Um, I think you think he's around, what is he around 29, 30, something like that. That's a lot of money though. Yeah, it is. When you should, when you can buy like a player, like smart, Samaritich, 30 years old. Yeah. Yeah. He's 30 years old. Like, yeah, he, he doesn't have to trail for change. Imagine, Okay, so his price cuts his thirty-four million price tag, and doesn't go to training set for for Chelsea. Like, imagine kind of making that kind of money. Like to me, yeah. this is a guy who's such a sore loser. I'm sorry. It's like I know what happened with him in Chelsea before, but you're still signed and you still represent a club. I think you need to show some professionalism, regardless of what happened in the past. You show up and you hope that things go better right like i i just don't agree with that approach i'm not showing up for training camp well you you hurt your value like that right not, you don't benefit yourself but he, he wants to hurt his value though is the thing like he he, he wants to hurt his uh his transfer fee value i mean i i think i did or mutually I, agree yeah. to to, yeah. to cancel your contract well he would he would love that because then there wouldn't be a, a transfer fee but no there, there's like like tell I, I mean listen i think everybody everybody is doing what's in their best interest right now you know, Chelsea's playing hardball. Lukaku's playing hardball. Inter playing hardball. It, I think it's just going to be who blinks first, Jerry. It's a game of chicken. Who's gonna, who's gonna blink? I don't think it's going to be Inter because Inter, if it means spending more money on him, we know that's not going to happen with Sooning. So it's not going to be Inter who blinks first. It's either Chelsea or Lukaku, right? Chelsea is either going to say, "All right, fine, we'll give him up for less than what we're asking for," or Lukaku, to what you were saying, Jerry, might say, "You know what?" All right, fine. I'll uh, I'll I'll be open to a different club. You know, if some he's received offers from Saudi Arabia before and turned it down, I'm sure that there would be some other clubs in Europe who would be interested. Uh, he would have to soften his stance. So somebody's got to blink. No, for sure. But can't can't the player and the club terminate their contract like it is in North America, or is that not? Possible. I believe I believe they can, but but what would what, why would Chelsea want to do that though? Because if Chelsea were to terminate the contract, then then uh, there would be no transfer fee, and they wouldn't make anything on the player. But why? Well, yeah, but you're you're free of wages though. Yeah, you know what I mean. But then like, you're not making you're not making a fee for selling the player, so that they would take a huge loss on that. Yeah, I guess. But how much you're gonna sell for this guy who who's already commanding too much on his wages, right? So, like, I, I see it on both ways. Like, yeah, you have a guy who basically can get you a fee back, like a transfer market fee. But at the same time, you have a player who, who commands high wages and only the, the Premier League can actually 
pay that off. Yeah, right. he's actually so, t- willing to take less money not to play there, which is crazy. Yeah, like, I don't know. Oh, man, these pictures are killing me on Twitter, by the way. What? what Savage? Oh, God. Oh, the introduction. But, okay, Jerry, how much more upsetting would that be if there was a Juventus logo over his head instead of Al Hilal? Like, doesn't that soften the blow? Like, like I hated to lose Marcelo Brozovic, but, uh, you know, seeing him go to Saudi, it's just like, all right, whatever. Where, you know, if he had gone to Milan or something, that would have been a lot harder for me. No, it's 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 crazy. Like eight years in Lazio, right? For Savage? Yeah, it's eight years. And uh, wow. this, well, it, well, since we're on the topic, anybody who's got to see this introductory with Al Hilal, like it's really sad how they, how they got Sergei coming to, to their club. It's a, the, Oh, it's a terrible video. You think you think with all that oil money, they could tell the guy who does the voiceover how to pronounce his name? Like, I, I kid you, I shit you not. Jer- Jerry had sent me the video right before the show, and I watched it. Like the official, I'm sure they did one in you know multiple different languages, but the one that they did in English, like they hire you know voiceover actor who sounds he's either American or Canadian, like he's definitely not English, and he 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 does this whole pitch, but then at the end he says, "Welcome." Sergi Savage, he called him. <laughs> like the it's, Macho Man's son or something. Well, he's joining Ruben Neves, which is actually, he's actually 25 years old. And he joined uh, Saudi Wow. That's yeah. Crazy. I'm pretty sure someone told me at work that he's 25 years old. Wow. Think about, you, like, you, you still have, yeah, the poor, he, he played for uh, Wolverhampton. Wolverhampton, yeah, 26 years old. Like, wow. Imagine that's like throwing your career away. Like, yeah, I, I don't get it, man. I, I couldn't. Well, how, how much how much money is he making? Because we know what did you say. Savage was making uh, 25 million. How much is uh, how much is the other fellow making? I don't know. I'm sure. It's, I'm sure it's life changing money. Yeah, it is. He he went there for quite a bit of money as well. Because that, that's the other thing, Jerry. It's like you got a wife and kids. OK, and, and you can like you can tell your wife like, hey, I, I really enjoy playing at Lazio and you know I'm a big fan of Saturday and we're going back to Champions League next year and then the wife is like and the kids like well h- how much how much are they offering you in Saudi Arabia well about six times seven times as much money as I make here oh let's go let's pack our bags we're on our way out there that, that's a hard thing if you're a single guy and you know you don't care how much extra money you make is one thing but when you got the family to think about, I'm assuming Savage is married. Uh, you know, you got the whole family to think about. It's a whole different thing. Well, it shows born to be a hero, raised as a champion. They said that's one of their uh, their videos they have for him. Um, I don't know if he was raised as a champion because we didn't really win much. <laughs> I guess Coppa Italia. Coppa. Oh yeah, yeah, you're you're a big champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. There's a there's a fucking my, my guy Inzaghi. He's oh, the king of Coppa oh, Italia. Man. There's a trophy. There, there's, there's a blessing of a trophy. Yeah. Oh God. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, Brozovic time up too. But and he's a little, he's a little older than Savic. They both have a lot of mileage on them. But I think Bro- Brozovic is like 30, 31. Savic twenty eight. Like, but with, with Brozovic, you you could see still a great player, but you can definitely see he's not the same player he was about a year two years ago and, and Brozovic started to have injury struggles which he never really had earlier on he was always a tank and then he started getting hurt a lot oh absolutely I think if you 15 million is is more than what you probably would expect to get him 
yeah. like what you what you would expect to receive to buy to sell them, right? So yeah. I don't I don't mind that. But I guess now I look like this for Lazio now. It's Alberto's midfield to own now. It, he yeah. he he's the guy to to basically in order for the midfield to to be effective, efficient. And and I, and I look like this too. As 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 disappointing as it is to see Sergey leave, everyone thought that Sergey was gonna be the more compatible midfielder to Sari's tactics and not Alberto. And I think that looking after two seasons, the first season Sergey did really well. But we saw Alberto was just as effective. But it took him a while to get to that point because he started late because of his antics. And then last year, he was the more effective player and showed to be more creative and, and adapted more better into sorry system. And I think that as, as versatile and uh, as of a complete midfielder Sergey is, I just don't think he was built for sorry's tactics 100%. I think that Alberto's I think the only thing that that, uh, that would hurt Alberto is his ability to not make that first pass quick enough and that's what Sorry likes. But aside from that, he really drove that midfield as the season progressed. He was the guy who was in the final third creating those chances. Yeah, he doesn't win aerial duels, but that's not what you're looking for in Sorry ball. You're looking at right. someone who can make those quick first touch passes, kind of advance the ball forward. He he kind of had that grinta in him, that 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 edge to him where he wanted to kind of take his game further with sorry. I just saw that Savage just looked like he was checked out this season. This was his worst season since 2018-19 when he uh was really struggling that year. I remember coming um, off the World Cup. I remember that one. And so, for me, it, it, obviously you you want to keep Savage. Don't get me wrong; he's one of the best midfielders in the world. And like for what he provides, you never want to get rid of a player like that because it's hard to replace him. But for me, it's not the end all be all because like he just doesn't fit fully into Sari's style of play. So it's not like it's the end of the world. So. I, I honestly think that losing Alberto would have been worse. And I know it sounds yeah. really bad and it's like, and it sounds crazy talk, but I just, I see that Alberto has the, the, the traits in order to kind of make it work with Lacho under sorry. So we'll see what happens this year. It, 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 it will be a challenge because Savage and Alberto complemented each other. So that's, that's probably what has made it really difficult to play Lazio's midfield. Now you have guys like Marcos Antonio that doesn't fit the city. He's just too small. Uh, Basic, who arrived two years ago, just hasn't really fit in yet. And they're still waiting to see him show that glimpse of what he showed at Bordeaux. And then you have Vecino, who he, Vecino was really good last year. He I was surprisingly he, good. I thought he was finished, and then he was pretty good last year. And that's what Sorry can do. He had a player who who plays defensive minded, and 
I think that's one thing about Savage's game that wasn't the greatest is his defensive game. I think he's very strong defensively when you have to defend off corner kicks inside right. the box. But I think when he tracked back, I don't think that's his biggest, strongest trait. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, how they go about it during the transfer market. And they, I know they want some artage from uh, some artage from Udinese, but the mm-hmm. problem is who doesn't want him? Like there's a few teams, it's going to cost at least 25 million, right? Because his contract, and, and, and you, you guys probably want to use that on three or four players, not one or two players. Yeah, well, he's locked up for four or five years, so yeah, that's the thing. That's why it's going to cost a lot, right? I know Zelensky has been out there. I wouldn't be surprised if he went to Saudi Arabia. We don't know. It's tough. I think the Italian league is struggling now because it's no no longer you're competing against the EPL and their ludicrous purchase prices and their ability to just throw money like it's nothing. Now you got the Saudis to compete against too now. So so now you you got two separate entities like coming at you. How do you compete against that when you only have thirty million to spend? Right. Right. So it, it it's difficult. Well, I'm sure some might say, "Hey, it's it's nice to actually have two two leagues coming at you with bids because maybe they can drive up the price for each other." So may, maybe it worked in Lotito's advantage. Uh, I I do want to say thank you uh, to Samir Handanovic. Eleven years at Inter, Jerry. Eleven years, and um, you know he won he won a handful of trophies. Obviously, at the end of his Inter career, got a Scudetto, multiple. What a bum. <laughs> No, he's not a bum. I mean, the the last couple of years, he can't move, but he had some great years, Jerry, because I know a lot of those years, uh, 11 years, Handanovic at Inter, um, he was basically a guy who kept Inter in so many games during the banter era when they couldn't score, they couldn't defend, but they were in every game because... Batmanovic, as we called him, was making these crazy saves. Like he had tremendous career. And I remember, um, you know, when Inter had a, a six year Champions League drought, I can remember in some of those later years during that drought, because Handanovic, you know, hadn't, because he'd been at Udinese before coming to Inter, he, you know, he hadn't played in Champions League before. And I remember like a lot of people saying, you know what? If you get some big bids from the Premier League somewhere, you know, from another league in Europe, maybe Handanovic would want to go because he wants to be in Champions League. So I can remember when Inter, you know, and he stuck around. He didn't leave. And when Inter finally got back to Champions League in 2018, I, I remember that probably the guy that I was happiest for was Handanovic. And uh, and so now uh, I, I don't know if um, he, he'll play somewhere else or if he'll retire. That's kind of unclear at this point. We just know that Inter has said farewell to him and they're not renewing his contract um but i i want to thank him for so many great performances jerry because i know the last couple of years it was like the playstation controller died and sometimes Handanovic just wouldn't move but when that dude was in his prime he was making ridiculous saves left and right and i will i will remember him as an inter legend i i love Handanovic, and i i hope whatever he decides to do after this keep playing coach somewhere i'd love to have him on inter staff if you know if that opportunity came up. I wish him all the best. I think he'll retire. Um, unless he goes plays in the lower division or something. I, 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 I just don't see him as a backup for a club anywhere else. Right. Like that's 
is that if he was going to do that, then you might just yeah enter as a back right and be like the third goalie or something because because uh, I know I know there's two trying to that they're trying to bring in. I don't know of a third because they don't have any goalies right now because uh, um, Onana is going to Manchester. Kordats is not coming back. Handanovic is not coming back. So they're talking about Jan Zomer, the Swiss keeper, and uh, Anatoly Trubin, the Shakhtar keeper. I, I don't know of a third that they're going after. So he could have stayed and been the third. Yeah, he could have been, but again, Inter, I guess, going in a new direction. I don't blame him. Yeah. He's hit. A, he's hit every. All players have their time of when they have to say goodbye, but and you never want to say goodbye to anybody. But I, I guess change isn't a bad thing. I'm just really surprised. Like, look at look at this Italian league, man. Like, Kim gone after a year with Napoli. Yeah. Like, you got Onana after a year gone. So unfortunately, Inter can't get rid of Dumfries. <laughs> They'd love to, believe me. <laughs> like, not that easy. <laughs> what What are his wages like? What, what, how much did you guys pay that guy for? I don't know, two, three million a season. I'm not sure. But what was his transfer fee though? Wasn't it? Uh, it was. I don't remember it being that exciting. It was not a free, but I don't know if it was like 15, 15, 20 million, something like that. I can look it up. I'm just curious. Like, let's just see here. You check it out if you're already looking it up. If you got the Google open, I think it was around 15, 20. Oh wow, he's worth 28 million, eh? Well, that's what they say he's worth now. But what did Inter pay for him two years ago? For oh, of course, Sharma to the rescue, 14 million. He remembers 14 million. Yeah, he's like an encyclopedia. So okay, so you're telling me he's worth double what they paid for? Too bad nobody's you know somebody buys him, but he's worth double. Fuck! You bought that guy for fourteen million. Guy fucked you guys over in the in the finals. Do you remember that play when he went down the, the down the second half and and he did, instead of crossing the ball, the guy like yep. must have like must have thought about having a Big Mac after the game and like he's like yes, I'm gonna have a Big Mac and fries and a Coke right after this game because there's a, there's I don't know why. We, there's a reason then, we call him Bumfries. And then he just like stops and is like okay. If I make Man City get back into position, defend, then it'll look like that it wasn't my fault because it was, it was yeah. just too hard to get by. Yeah, he froze, and it, and then it's like, what the heck, man? Make even the announcer was like, what are you doing? You, you should have seen Jerry. You should see me. I, I'm I'm pretty low key when I'm watching games. I was throwing things in my living room, watching by myself, just completely alone. I'm throwing. I was so pissed, so mad. Well. That play there alone just threw your 30 million, 14 million down the drain. And yeah. then you still got, let's not forget, you got 14 million on a, on a, on a, I don't know, a waste of space there. And then you got another 31 million on Korea. Where, oh, that, see, that was the real, at least, at least Dumfries provided a few moments of brilliance on occasion. Korea, Korea, they paid a barbecue chef. Man, I remember when he scored that goal against Hellas Verona. And everyone thought, yes, here comes oh. here comes Korea. He had that brace and like, oh man, I think he's had like two good performances with like Inter that I can recall. One was yeah, and it was like, it was never against important competition. It was always you know. Wow, man! Like that's yeah. the biggest deal of Lazio of all time. But <laughs> that was a great great but, move by Lotito. But like, yeah, I still don't know what we did with that money though. I, I'm I'm convinced he bought some like. McDonald franchise and said fuck fuck Lazio. Oh, he bought some cigarettes for Sadi is what he bought. Yeah, yeah, probably. 
carton of cigarettes for life. I don't know, man. Like there's money, there's money sold. Like we sold players and lied to. I don't know what they're doing, but the whole I digress. But anyways, yeah, you got Dumfries up 14 million. How do you recoup that, right? If you wanted to sell him, you're not gonna get 14 million for that. Like depending on how many years he has left on his contract, too. Gotta find a Saudi club who wants him. Yeah. That's what you have to do. He's he's signed till 2025. So he still has two years left yeah. on his deal, which is not that bad. What about uh, Napoli's new sporting director? This is this has been an interesting uh, and and listen, they they still have the best team in Serie A, like roster wise. They should win another Scudetto next year based on how they performed. But you know, you you replaced uh, Spalletti with Rudy Garcia, which was like you know a, a really just un from where I sit an uninspired hire. And uh, they replaced Juntoli, their sporting director, who joins Juventus with. Now, listen, I my apologies for not having heard of this man, because I know he's done a lot of work with lower division and lower tier clubs in Italy. This and he's very gray in the in the beard. So this dude, um, their new sporting director at Napoli, Meluso. Uh, has you know a lot of experience, obviously working with a budget in lower division clubs. He has worked at the likes of Foggia, Padova, Pisa, San Giovanese, Teramo, Ternana, Frosinone, Cosenza, and and now he's he's at Napoli. So this is this is interesting. I'm sure the real Serie A and Serie B and Serie C nerds, because he he's you know what was it Lecce that he helped uh, get promoted from Serie C all the way to Serie A. So I'm sure he's known by the real like uh, Italian football nerds, but uh, it's an interesting hire. It's definitely getting to Napoli as an older gentleman. This is not a young guy. Like he, I don't know, Jerry, what do you think he is? Probably 60, 65, 60, just based on the photo of him. Very interesting hire. Oh yeah. He's a ADL bitch. That's what he is. Yeah. I'm serious. He's a bitch because he's got somebody who doesn't have like this high pedigree and ADL is still going to make the decisions. Everything is going to go through him first. So he has someone who's going to build experience. He's going to build his resume, now much bigger plane, working for Napoli. And this is what ADL wants. ADL wants to make the final decision. And that's why he always buds heads with everybody. He's just like Latito. These guys work old school. And, and it's, their comp- it's their team. They spend the dollars. And they have to be happy with the final outcome. And the best part was is that, and I saw this on on. Joseph Fischetti's timeline on Twitter, which was interesting from the Fortunopoli podcast, is that the ADL said that had he known that Juntili was a Juventus fan since growing up, he would have fired him a long time ago. <laughs> I love and, that. And so what does he do? He hires a guy who is a Juve fan. This guy's a Juventino also? Yeah. Oh, so, my God. So figure that one out. Where, where is the logic there? But, hey, these guys, they, they live in a different world, man. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. But yeah. you can't cure stupid, right? You sure can't. Well, Jerry, <laughs> I, I always appreciate your time, and I appreciate everybody in the chat who stopped by. Anything you want to plug, say, or promote? Do you want to uh, promote your threads? handle to everybody because i know you and i were both very active on the the greatest social media platform in the world um i'm probably not going to write anything about sergey i'll tell you that much i did enough before in my life and uh 
I thought I still just can't believe he left Lazio. Actually, I, I I can believe he left. I just can't believe he left for a Saudi team. Is that was shocking. Believe. When you told Lazio. me that, I was like, what? Well, at the end of the talk- day, let's just remember he was with Juventus since 2018. Photoshop. Lazio. What? <laughs> What are, he's been, what are you talking about? You, he's been a Juventus player since 2018, photoshopped every summer that he was in a Oh, game. yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> okay, good point. Frick, man. Eight, what, eight, was it seven years of hearing that he was going to yeah. go there between them and Man United? And, yep. and, and they got nothing out of it. <laughs> but, yeah, I have nothing to plug, man. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, f- follow us uh, on social media. Make sure if you're watching us on YouTube to hit the thumbs up button, hit the like button, subscribe to our channel. We will talk to you next time on another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. Ciao.